This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Shope and the Bulldog. I, I don't think that's a very good attitude. It's Mike Shope. You don't think? You don't you don't think? But I don't think you should be butting in when I'm talking to my team. You're my assistant, okay? You're supposed to back me up and go get me juice boxes when I tell you. Now go get me a juice box. You know who you're talking to? It's the Bulldog. I'm talking to the juice box guy. You're crazy. Well, I'm not crazy. I'm just thirsty. Why well, don't you go to hell? No, you go to hell. Why are you there? Why are you grabbing a juice box? I'm no juice box boy, I'll tell you that. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you it's are. Mike I'm not. Yes, you and are. the Bulldog on WGR Sports Radio 550. Don't mind me. I'm just over here tilting because the Lions have waved their kicker. Don't mind me. You spend every waking hour trying to cover every base with your lineups for when you get to the final three weeks of the season and there are no more moves you're allowed to make. And I just have all these teams with the kicker of the Lions, who didn't play last week either. I don't know if he was just bad or what what happened there. That's on me. That's on me. I should have known. Yeah. should have known rostering Riley Patterson on a team that was really good and everything seemed to be fine was a bad decision. <sighs> On the line is the host of BetMGM Tonight, Odyssey Sports betting insider Trista Crick. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app, and be sure to check out the BetMGM Tonight podcast for more of Trista's analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. As I mentioned to Bulldog and everyone listening earlier, we got a feel for what Trista exasperated looks and sounds like on on Friday night on uh this show, Bet MGM tonight. Oh, we all we've all got a pretty good feel for that. She talks yeah. about her mom enough. Yeah, that we <laughs> we've, we've witnessed exasperated Tristan on this show too. That's right. We know what that's. We love about. it. We love her. I usually don't walk off in the middle of this hit, though. That was just you got to see the beginning, middle, and end of it too. You yes. were there live, where I was pretty convinced that the bet had hit. Jaden Ivy under ten and a half points was the last leg. He's a bum. Detroit is terrible. They're down 40. He's not in the game. Marcus Sasser's in the game. And then all of a sudden, as Shope is giving this incredibly insightful, detail-oriented X's and O's answer, I am watching Jaden Ivey in transition get fouled to score his 11th point. And that's when I about lost it. Nick was very tickled pink about it because he thought I smited the betting gods and that I brought the whole thing on myself. My power of a mush continues to grow stronger and stronger by the day. I think by next year I might be the mush Thanos. The, the, this sort of thing happening on your show uh, as the show is unfolding live must be good for the show, right? 
like you you guys giving it to each other on on near misses bad beats has to be good for the for the brand right i think they enjoy it i would like more free bets because it is my money that i (laughs) i'm glad that someone is benefiting but not my pocketbook no no not one bit you know who actually increased my pocketbook though is the bills what did i say it's gonna be a route i told you show it's not gonna be close my cowboys are frauds your team is on the up and up Exciting stuff, plus 700 to win the AFC. We could have gotten a better number a couple of weeks ago, but we've been talking about it week after week after week. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about that with you. I do want to say, though, to Bulldog's question before we move on from that, it's totally got to be good for, you know, uh, whoever you answer to over there, if there is someone uh, I'm sure loves that sort of moment. I listened to a friend of mine, Davis Maddock, on Sports Grid, and he and two friends do a weekly roundup of their DFS action, Trista. And like last week was their worst week of the year. And he, he starts his show with, It's the week you've all been waiting for. We all got beat. And it's just like, Yes, I totally relate to that. I want to hear about all their, you know, decisions that didn't work out and everything. So, and I love the guy. Like it's not about, it's not personal like that. Right. I, I'd be rooting for you, but there's something, there's something funny. I know. Is that, I, that I, this might offend you? There's something funny about that happening. Uh, oh, I don't know. If it makes I you relatable, think, or I, yeah, I think my value in general to this company comes from the fact that my pain is uh, very difficult to to conceal. My emotions, being a video sh- a show as well as a radio show, I think that they love that. The emoting the. The jacket over my face, the <laughs> putting a wet paper straw, slapping it across my skin, just anything to make me feel anything other than misery. I think they like that. I think they like it when I finally come back and I cut a promo, uh, a WWE I'm back promo. And that's what I thought I was doing when you were on the show. I'm back. Ah, I'm back. And I was not back at all, which I think to many people is what keeps me employed. I, I, for one, find the creativity that someone talented like yourself uh, can bring out of the misery is that's the draw for me. I just, I just, <laughs> I, I, I just, lo- I just love that. I, I love it. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Thank you. So, <laughs> let's you know that's a that's a story about a tough beat. In terms of the Bills, Trista, like if you held on to the line all year, right from week one where they lose improbably to the Zach Wilson-led Jets in primetime. If you held on to the line, like, nope, I know they're good. Nope, I know they're good. And kind of essentially doubled down every time they lost one of those stupid games in the middle, which you, like, again, I know they're good. Yes, this is bad. I know they're good. You would be an amazing in an amazing position right now for them. I don't know if there's any value left, but I know a number of times this year in our conversations, like, you know... If you like them, don't bet the game, right. bet the futures. Right. Yep. And you could continue as the as the downspin continued, which was I think the moment when the lowest moment was when you guys said, "Are you sure the Bills are going to make the playoffs?" <laughs> I know you're confident, but like are you still confident now? And the answer, the low point obviously was the Broncos game. I think everybody kind of knew that it had reached the James Cook benching. I asked you about that uh, on what was it? Friday night Mm -hmm. show 
that I thought was the most ridiculous, petty, like what we do not want in football where James Cook's clearly good, he makes a mistake, and really you're spiting him because you decided not to defer and he fumbles on the first play. Like that's on you. Yeah, it sucks to fumble, but do you think that giving him the stick and pushing his nose into the carpet after he makes a mistake like he's a a golden retriever puppy, do you think that's the best way to teach him a lesson? I don't. I thought that that was highly toxic behavior. I don't know if that was McDermott, uh, but all I can say is now we are getting the James Cook that we all thought he was after a firing. So that was key. But, yeah, I think along the way, if you would have – bought in on the Bills after that Broncos loss, man, you probably, and continue to do it every time that they spiral down, yeah, you, you would have a lot of tickets and some good money. I think the, the best number was, what, plus 1,800 to go to win the, the AFC? Win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, to win, mm-hmm. to win the Super Bowl. What was it, plus 2,200 mm-hmm. and plus 1,100 to win the AFC? Something like that. Um, I think it even got yeah, higher than that before they played the Eagles. Have, I, I think, yeah, I, think my, I remember something in the 30s, like 32, 3,700, something like that. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe it was 33 to 1, and we talked about it, and I said, they're yeah. beating me. Right. Yeah, because I said, if you if you it like them to win this game, you should take them to, to win the Super Bowl right now because it's never well, going to yeah. be this good again. Right. And it was a tough loss, I think, and we said this maybe last week, but I think every loss that the Bills have had has been a fluky, weird loss. Jets, Jags, Dolphins, Eagles, all very tough. The other two, maybe not so much. But, like, those are the ones that stick out in my mind mm-hmm. um, in terms of, like, wow, that you really should have won that game. It's almost true of them for three years running. Like, Miami is last year. It's almost true of them for three years running. W- one of us should say that uh, uh, get to, the, to the lesson we learned ten minutes ago – you can't cash these tickets yet. Right. You right. don't want anything. You yeah, can't, you've been backing you, the bills. You haven't won anything. You yet. can't you haven't you can't go to the window yet, Trista. Like you have to sort of <laughs> recognize that, but yeah, it looks uh looks pretty good. Trista Crick with us on the West Her hotline. So what do you what do you suppose happened to your Cowboys? Was it illness? Was it they're just the Cowboys reverting to form after the big narrative buster against the Eagles the previous week? Like what what went what was it cold? It wasn't even that cold. I mean, what went wrong? Yeah, I think it was like a confluence of things. The stomach bug definitely doesn't help, right? That's not good. You got a bunch of guys, pretty much all the position players that you know their names, you know, then you know them by their first name basis, they were all battling something. That was that was obviously tough. That's what I think contributed to the route. In terms of a loss, that was always going to happen. <laughs> like I think that was that was always setting up. You beat the Eagles, you beat the s out of them, right? And like you're riding high, Dak's leading for MVP. You know he's got well, he's minus one fifty to win the whole thing, and everybody's like, oh, the Cowboys are back. You go into Buffalo, Buffalo scoring what like on average of thirty something points. Since the firing, I know the game against the Chiefs was low scoring, but other than that, it's been awesome. And you say to yourself, like, it's a game in Buffalo, and it's a a lazy narrative to say that Buffalo was a must-win. But that was a statement game. That was a not a must-win for the playoffs, a must-win for, oh, we're back. 
we are effing back, baby. Like, we're beating the crap out of these NFC teams that you think are good. So I think that the Cowboys just got a little bit too big for their britches. Like, that happens all the time. As soon as the Cowboys are finally seen as respectable contenders, in the next one or two weeks, depending on their opponent, the next time they face a good opponent on the road, they will lose. Well, do you like them to bounce back this week in Miami? That is this week, isn't it? Man, I don't know what to make of that matchup because they're like the same team to me. Is Tyreek going to play? Are the corners for the Dolphins going to play? I think they've got offensive linemen that are dinged. Obviously, the Connor Williams injury was for the year, but they've got multiple dudes in key positions, not only in the trenches, on the back end, and the guy who could legitimately win or at least, like, be in the mix for MVP and Tyree Kill. If all of those things are missing for the Dolphins, I some I kind of like the Cowboys as underdogs. But I'm going to need to wait and see. Those those two teams are like mirror images of each other. We all like their their high flying offense. They've got all these weapons, uh, and then they they play against a good team and they're paper tigers. They just fold like lawn chairs. So it's the it's the fraud bowl. That's what we're calling it on the mm. BetMGM tonight. So, mm. The fraud bowl. Are we sure that isn't one of the actual bowls? It might be. Yesterday we had toasted nuts or something. It might the be toaster, a bo- toastery. Yeah. Famous toastery. Famous toastery, that was it. That's it. The Terminix Fraud Bowl. The Terminix Fraud Bowl. <laughs> Some sort of a home security <laughs> device company. Um, that, or, you know, you got to be careful with it, but it's, it has potential. Like, uh, what's, that, what's that company? The... Um, the ones on was it Norton? The Norton sure, fraud. antivirus. Yes, yep, right. Exactly. Yeah, so you don't want to get invited though. Um, no. it's it's been a fun year with the MVP award. The odds continue to be interesting there. Brock Purdy at the moment, Allen still in it, the fourth choice as of yesterday, or tied for that. And then Hertz went and lost. Uh, he was tied with Hertz before that game. Coach of the year. I am kind of taken in by some of the coach of the year discourse right now and and much of it is okay Shane Steichen is the favorite like all right I get it he was good with the Eagles and the Colts are in their eight and six without their without Richardson if you want but one somebody I follow on Twitter yesterday Trista said do we even know if he's good like how about Kyle Shanahan right whose teams right I mean whose teams are always amazing and they sort of confound the critics like how do they just have wide open players all the time and so I'm not I'm not being original here, but I'm totally with the the point that we don't need to give the coach of the year award to whoever's team was the most better than we expected. Like, how about who we think is the best? Yeah, I mean it's tough to give the award to Kyle Shanahan, and it will always be tough because he has so many weapons. You've got D- – and maybe that's his coaching that has turned Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel into and Brock Purdy uh, into legit dudes. But we know CMC what he was before he got to this team. Even though he was injury-prone, he was that guy, right? And you know Trent Daddy, T-Dubs, was that guy. Like one of the best offensive linemen, if not the best off- offensive lineman in the league. So he's got an artillery of dudes that makes it very difficult to want to give him the war- the award. It's kind of like the award is who can do the most with the least, 
Like, I think that's really right. what it is. And D'Amico Ryans, to me, is doing the most with the least. Is, is C.J. Stroud, and I know he's good, and he's really good, but is C.J. Stroud this good in Carolina? I don't think so. I think that's D'Amico Ryans. Are the Texans this good without D'Amico Ryans? No, because they didn't change that many pieces to their defense, and their defense has a top-five pass rush win rate. We know that they have some issues defensively on the back end, but Derek Stingley Jr. has looked really good. You know, they're finding ways to make guys like Tank Dell, Noah Brown, and, and Nico Collins, the ghost of Robert Woods, into legit players like Devin Singletary. So, like, these are guys who have been fantasy gods this year, and I think that's D'Amico Ryan as a defensive guy coming in and transforming this team. And, and to a degree, Shane Steichen has done something similar, and that's why the Colts and him are, you know, exciting teams, and that's why Shane Steichen's like, I think he's 3-1. to one. Dan Campbell's still plus 275, so he's actually leading the clubhouse. But again, we talked about this before. I think Dan Campbell should have won it last year when the Lions were supposed to win three, four games and in the back half of the season started really competing and doing a lot with a defense that was pretty atrocious in the first half of the season. But that's probably why I like D'Amico Ryan uh, the most. The poor 49ers just can't they just can't get any love. The players get discredited because of the coach. Never the will. coach gets discredited because of the players. Like, I just where, where, where do you turn? And they're, they're maybe I mean, the best team in the league. There's really nowhere nowhere to go. Uh, I kind of like if another uh, another like sneaky one. I don't think he'll win it, and I get why it's twenty. He's twenty to one, but like say if the Bengals without Joe Burrow go on a run, they find a way to sneak into the playoffs. Maybe they. I think they play the Chiefs next uh, week. Two weeks from now. Right. Yeah, next week. Yeah. So right. say they beat the Chiefs with Jake Browning. And that thin, abysmal defense without Jesse Bates, does he shoot up the board? Like, if they go on a little run, he's 20 to 1. What Zach Taylor is doing right now is very impressive. I just think, with due respect, we should have learned the lesson last year with Brian Dable that hockey makes this mistake all the time, too. Like, you have these sort of lucky teams. Sorry? Tom Thibodeau two years ago. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't know that example, but sure. Like, do you have these lucky teams that that get in? It, it especially Houston. To your point on Houston, like if it's it helps if it's a team that we're not used to seeing win. You know, like a team that has historically kind of been a loser. Oh, that's that's amazing. How did you get this team to, to the playoffs? It's kind of funny that McDermott hasn't come closer to winning this award yet, given that point. But and here are the Giants this year, same coach, right? He's had injuries. He lost Daniel Jones. People didn't even like Daniel Jones, and now they're just like almost the worst. So it's a good, it's a good debate. It's a good debate. Sustained greatness is tough too. You can have a great year because you come in and you're a flash in the pan, or you're brand new to the scene and you have new weapons and a new scheme, and nobody really knows what to expect. Then in year two, you come in and now people kind of know what tricks you're up to. And I think part of that with Daniel Jones, we kind of had teams figuring out the Giants in addition, obviously, to the injuries that they've had. And that's what makes, you know, Sean McDermott, Kyle Shanahan, uh, John Harbaugh, 
guys that you can count on. They'll never win Coach of the Year because they're just too good. Sustained greatness. Yep, I think that's right. All right, Trista, it's been a pleasure. Slow horses on tonight, midnight. I saw some people on Twitter. Okay, midnight, yeah, Wednesday. Uh, Yep. Yep, midnight. I stay up for it, boy. I can't wait. I'm like an addict. Look at you. Sorry, I'll wait, I'll what, wait till tomorrow. What is on the night? Slow horses. Slow horses. Oh, slow horses. Okay. The show, the Apple TV series that we talked about last week. All right. Merry also, Christmas, Trista. God. Sorry, one more thing. Do you guys have a heart out? Nope. Okay. Reacher. Utterly ridiculous. The TV show. Uh-huh. Utterly ridiculous. The guy from Blue Mountain State. He's just bigger than everyone, and he's like one part MacGyver, one part Sherlock Holmes, one part. <laughs> like HGH, like muscle man, and he's just mowing people down. Such a fun popcorn cotton candy show. Binge-worthy. Two seasons. Not a hard out. It's sale next. All right. Well, I don't mean to crouch, uh, you know, cramp sale style. Tell him I said what's up. Merry Christmas, Trista. Merry Christmas, boys. Talk to you next week. Trista Crick, the host of BetMGM Tonight, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Insider Calls, presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Sal, next, the latest on the injury report and the potential return of Daquan Jones. We will get into that after sports. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. It's Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Short visit here with Sal on a Tuesday. Different schedule this week as the Bills play Saturday night in L.A. And the long trip out as well. So uh, no no days off. Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline. Daquan Jones cleared to practice. The uh, so-called window from IR has been opened for him. What are you thinking here, Sal? I mean, is this week too optimistic or what? Probably. Yeah, Sean McDermott said he doesn't really, I don't know, can't remember the exact wording he used. Um, but he, he basically just kind of was pushing back against, hey, you know, probably not this week, you know, in that in that kind of way. So however wording he used, if I remember correct. Um, I don't think that Daquan will play this early, but, <clears throat> you know, it's good news. Obviously, they're getting him uh, ready to ramp up to come back and of course, with Jordan Phillips out, that would help a lot because Jordan Phillips had wrist surgery Sunday right after the game. He was termed week to week, so we'll see where that goes. But my you know, my sense is you won't have him available this week either. Right. He's talking about maybe being back for the playoffs, I think, is what I saw from Phillips. Right. So his timeline is going to be out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. There a little bit, probably. So, yeah, if not, if not this week for Jones, maybe hopefully next week. Um, you know, because it'll be it'll, it'll be very welcome to get him back. I mean, this defense has done a, a pretty capable job on balance. I mean, they've had their, of course, their collapses at the end of games, uh, but they've done a, a, a pretty sturdy job, and most notably, of course, this past Sunday against Dallas. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, what does that mean? So if you don't have either of these guys, I would guess Puna Ford would be active. That would be number one. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and you could always see if there's somebody else available. But the way the Bills rotate defensive linemen, they can kick guys inside, different situations. So they might just kind of, you know, Kingsley Jonathan at some point, you can kind of squeeze in there a little bit. Um, You know, they, you know, Greg Rousseau can play a little bit inside in pass rush situations. So, you know, all is not lost, even if you don't have both these players available. You still have some options, although you probably have to look at, you know, what what you want to do. Linval Joseph, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. on the team right now. But if you don't have uh, Jordan Phillips, you're probably looking at Oliver Settle, Joseph, and Ford. And then you can kind of kick guys around and then wait for Daquan Jones to come back. There are other names on the injury list here, Sal. Dalton, <laughs> Dalton Kincaid is one uh, dealing with, what, a shoulder injury? Or, or is that wrong? Yeah, that's right. And... He had the thumb and shoulder last week he was dealing with, and then he had the drop passes early in the game, and I wonder if the thumb had anything to do with that. They showed his gloves that he was using, and, you know, he switched gloves after, you know, it didn't work yep. out so well. He had rain gloves on. But, look, I think just so we clear in the big picture here, normally you don't get an injury report until Wednesday, but because they play on Saturday, there's one that comes out on Tuesday this week. They had a walkthrough today. The injury report is an estimation based upon if they had a full practice who would be there. It's a long list. These guys who are listed as as limited, though, this early in the week, to me, that's encouraging. To me, that means that, you know, it's this early in the week and they still would have been limited. You're not holding them back. I like that. And that includes even Micah Hyde and A.J. Epinesa, who would have been limited today, according to this. The only one player that would have been out due to an injury was Jordan Phillips. So to me, that's that's encouraging news overall. Was there anything said? <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Um, was there anything said by McDermott about uh, Hyde uh, or Epinesa sale, like whether they're that much closer to playing. I mean, we know they were week to week last week. Neither player went on IR like we speculated about could happen. So maybe that's encouraging. But do you think these guys got a chance to be back this week? I do. They, he said they were improving. Um, they'll see where it goes this week. But the fact that, A, they didn't put him on an IR, so they didn't, need to, they didn't feel they needed to change and save the roster spot. And then he said they're improving – 
um, and then they become limited as an estimation, I think is really encouraging news. Yes, I do think that's the case. Now, if you're going to be without, obviously, Phillips and probably Jones this week, if you are if you are without Epinesa, that does squeeze the numbers a little bit, right? So you have to figure out, you know, what you want to do there. And, you know, they practice guys they can call up. Um, you know, Ilianku is actually a really interesting option there. Um, Cameron Klein, he would be a guy that you could look at as well on the edge. Just just numbers-wise, if you're thinking about that, they would have some options on the practice. Yeah, I didn't, didn't McDermott even say maybe, I don't know if it was right after the game, but maybe on Monday uh, when he met with the media, that they'd be looking at replacements for Phillips because maybe because of exactly what you're saying. They've got some flexibility, but still, they're, they're down a guy, and if they're down another guy like an Epinesa, right. then maybe the crunch gets real. He did. It was really specifically an answer to a specific question of would you consider looking to bring someone in as a replace to replacement to Jordan? And he said Brandon's looking at that right now. It doesn't mean they are doing that. They're probably just looking mm-hmm. at the numbers, seeing what they have in the practice squad, looking at elevations, and then figuring out, you know, do we need to sign someone to bring in here or are we good what we have over the next couple of weeks? Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline. Mm-hmm. Just th- just thinking again about the, the game on Sunday and how excellent the Bills were just all around. Um, one of those, they've had other games somewhat like it, but you took a good team in Dallas and both flustered them when they had the ball and just ragdolled them when you did. I mean, it's, that's as good of a team performance, especially with high stakes and you know the national spotlight, everything, as you could really ask for. I mean, the, the players deserve credit, but... Both coaches, the offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, and then McDermott defensively, just kind of a master class here. Brady was interesting, Sal, talking about how they ended up at 49 rushes. He's like, you know, that's not really the plan. (laughs) You you might hope for that every week. Just um, really, really good work. Yeah, I agree. Um, The game plan on both sides of the ball was great. And what's even better to add on top of that is sticking with that game plan and seeing it through. It's a lot easier when you're in control of the game. That's what I, that was the word that kept coming to my mind when I was thinking about the game on Sunday was control. The Bills just controlled that game from the start. And that's just a, that's a coordinator's dream, right? That you have this game plan and everything starts to go your way early. You you could just literally stick to the game plan. Yep, it's working and we're just going to keep letting it work. Now, the team climbs back, you start adjusting. That never happened. The the Cowboys just never got into that game. So the defensive game plan and how they were playing, sure, it, 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 tort, if you if you want to give up some yards and start running the ball, go right ahead. We're going to still make sure you don't climb in the back back into this game with your passing attack, which is really good. And then on offense, I mean, like we talked about yesterday, we're going to run at you. You're going to play dime defense. You're going to be light. We're going to run at you. And they couldn't stop it. So you just keep doing it. And that was great. And I think um, everybody contributed. But it was a really impressive win overall and right at the right time. And I'll tell you guys, I mean, I really felt in the locker room after the game talking with players that there is a really renewed sense of confidence amongst this group right now. I mean, I don't know. I can't like I'm not telling you they were not confident, you know, early in the year. But, you know, that when you talk to guys, and you're around them and the energy and they're going through it. You know, there's just that that you get that sense of that wavering a little bit and you know, things aren't going right. And it's chicken and egg, right? I asked Taron Johnson about it. It's chicken and egg. What comes first? The, 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 the energy and the confidence, the winning or is the winning and then the energy and the confidence. But every guy I talked to just basically was talking about how confident they are and how well they're playing and feel really good about everything right now. I've always thought, by the way, it had to be egg. It, had, it has to be egg, doesn't it? I mean, I just, could there really have been a chicken? All right. I can probably not. I'll talk to myself on the ride home about this. <laughs> To a to a willing audience, by yeah. the way. Yes, not, so, no, I, not you. I, 
guys. I, I, I'm curious, like, how you're feeling about the Dolphins. Like, how vulnerable uh, do you think they are? Are you, are you at, like – mostly expecting them to lose one of these games the next two weeks to Dallas or Baltimore. Um, I, I, you know, how, how do you view them right now? I mean, they're still really, really dynamic offensively. They are, to me, a defense that's kind of all or nothing. Um, and last week it was all, and they played really well, and they can have those days. I think this week is more about Dallas, though, against them. I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to come in really – Mad the way they played, uh, the way they were kind of embarrassed on national television. I think it's a better matchup for them. I think there's plays to be made against the Miami secondary, and Dallas can match up well there in their passing game. But on the other side of the ball, because Dallas is a dime defense, they are a fast defense. Miami's a run team, but they're not a power run team. They're a finesse speed run team, right? And I think that will play more into Dallas's hands. So I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I think the Dallas Cowboys can can beat Miami. It's more about Dallas here than Miami. I'm still not, I, I'm not convinced Miami's you know, one of the top teams in the league because they just they, they don't beat the top teams when they play them. They don't beat good teams. They they have every win they have. This is wild, though. This is Dallas, too, though. I, I think I read this is right. You guys can tell me if you've heard or seen different. Between the two of them, they have 20 wins, right? Miami and Dallas, they have 20 wins between the two of them. One, one of those 20 is against a team with a current winning record, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles when the Dallas Cowboys beat them. Yeah. That's amazing to me. And then real quick on Baltimore – I just think that the way Baltimore plays is um, not great for Miami. And, you know, to me, this, this physically, you know, they'll probably take it to them a little bit. But, you know, Miami can probably, Miami can probably you know, try to turn that into a track meet. If they can get up early, that would help them a lot. I do think it's a tough, tough road for them uh, the next two weeks. Um, we'll see. But I'm not convinced in Miami right now. They, they, they just haven't shown they can beat a good team all year. Yes, Dallas has squarely entered the teams with winning records stretch of their schedule, beating Philadelphia, losing here, Dolphins, and then Detroit in Week 17 before the end, I think, with Washington. Uh, one more team to ask about here while we have you sell, the Los Angeles Chargers. Man, just looking at the Chargers, Austin Eckler, who's been so good, uh, his workload has been cut into, doesn't seem healthy. You wonder if like he's just gotten older, not a super big guy, but he's been a great player. Not doing a lot this year. Keenan Allen missed last week, isn't practicing again yet uh, through today. Of course, Justin Herbert is out. Coaching change, I don't know. Like, you always want to be, every game you want to be at least wary, and then you have the coaching change piece with the Chargers. But what kind of chance do you give them to put a, like a, a, a performance on the field worthy of beating the Bills? I think they'll play better than they did against the Raiders. Um, I mean, how can they not, really? I guess that's, but... They'll 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 play better. I think they'll show a little more pride. They have a new coach. Um, I think they'll want to play har- harder and better than what they did. <clears throat> the national television game. It's one of the, against one of the league's better teams, one of the league's best quarterbacks. I think they'll want to put a better product. But it, all that said, I mean, I, I just can't see the Bills losing to Easton Stick. You can't. You can't lose to Easton Stick, right? I mean, this is a and a quarterback that you know the Bills. I'm sure Sean McDermott will have something dialed up to confuse him and. Things like that, but you're right, Mike. They just can't find their way. That I don't think they have. They don't know who they are. They have no identity, um, and it's been spiraling out of control. It's been bad the last few years as far as their expectations and not meeting them. And this week and this year really just kind of came to a head with all of it. Okay. Uh, any questions for us? Yes. Uh, why didn't you ask me about my February fix team, which is now in the finals? Uh, because it was good. Like I, I, I like I like it. It's, it's more interesting when our teams are bad to talk about those, and just we can show like Trista's losing bet 
she can show uh, just her her angst yeah. right there on display. But no, congrats. No, thank you. And and so we did the thing where you have in this league where you like to do the winning the the high scoring team, the number one seed, got to pick their playoff opponent. They picked me and my oh. buddy Chris. Oh. We beat them. Yep. I mean, bulletin board fodder. I'm, I have right. no I have no doubt that you used that as motivation. We were fired up. Our guys really wanted to play hard to to <laughs> prove that that you should not have disrespected us like that. <laughs> Wasn't me, got to say. Uh, all right, good good luck in the finals. Thank you, Sal. Thank you. Merry Christmas, Sal. I won't talk to you again until uh, until next week. I'm off. Oh yeah, Merry Christmas, Mike. Uh, and I know you'll be off for a couple of days, but uh, Merry Christmas to you and we'll chat when you get back. Thank you. All right, there's Sal Capaccio on the Wester Hotline. His appearances Always brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Bulldog, before you ask, this is the February Fixed League. The one league I'm in with Sal, where we draft the day before the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. And it's a best ball league. So for, well, here are my quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, Daniel mm-hmm. Jones, Anthony Richardson. <laughs> I've been taking a zero since when? Week six? So I am not in these playoffs. I did not pick Sal. You would have picked me if you could have. That's the way that goes. I loved the Richardson pick, too. Man, I did a lot of – I drafted him a lot February, March, before the draft. Loved seeing him go so early to Indianapolis. Great fit. Just like, oh, I'm I'm so lucky to have, you know, made that choice. And I'm heavily invested in Anthony Richardson. You know, kaboom. So that was that was the spot. Like, we both were there with uh, like get, get him get him to the in, the, the Indy with the new you know new coach from Philadelphia that they'll they'll work that out and it just barely got off the ground. Oh well, let's take a break. Ross Tucker coming up at five. Mike Shope and the Bulldog Sabers Blue Jackets tonight on WGR. Yes. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog with Ross Tucker next. I turned on Monday Night Football just at kickoff last night. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize, Fubo situation, I didn't realize I was on the Manning cast. Okay. But I was happy to be on the Manning cast. I hadn't watched it all year. Christian McCaffrey, Case Keenum, Mina Kimes. It was so good. Oh, yeah? Good. It was so good. McCaffrey engaged they, they asked him to call a play and he did the you know the by play with the mannings is just i i'm fine with it I, I don't know you could maybe find it hokey or just maybe think it's a little bit fake but i i, I love it i, I love I, those two guys dealing I, with each I, other i i like them a lot whatever they're whatever they're putting on i'm buying After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. 
Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. I, I like how they come off, the two of them. I don't watch it a lot, but the clips I see, I think they're funny and personable. And it's a really well-produced show. They've got Christian McCaffrey highlights from when he was a kid playing in Denver. They've got another youth football highlight where Manning is talk- Peyton Manning is talking about how great the coaching is, and he's actually the coach of the team. And like that was funny. Uh, Case Keenum was really good. Keenum was at a Manning football camp growing up and they're talking about that and you know it's it's relevant he's the quarterback of the texans filling in for stroud they win in overtime the day before and then mina kimes who's always terrific like talking about in her funny way like seattle might have punted or kicked a field goal on a short yarded situation and she sort of tilts her head like uh, and that's her team right, right. seattle so seattle. yep right just a really good show um couldn't couldn't have loved it more, and it was, I don't know, for me anyway. Just I'm, I'm relieved not to be not to be at the other broadcast. So because I just get so mad at so many broadcasts, including Buck and Aikman. There was I've never been closer to re- pausing, rewinding, getting my phone out, and videotaping a Joe Buck wide open as I was last night. There was, an, uh, I, th- I think it was the Eagles with the ball. Um, that doesn't matter. Quarterback drops back to pass, is immediately under pressure, tries to throw it into the flat, like, I mean, maybe a yard past the line of scrimmage to a guy, like a tight end, with a, with a DB or a linebacker right on his hip and another guy closing from behind, and Buck went with wide open. Wide open. The guy was, if he catches the ball, going to run out of bounds for a one-yard gain because he's got a defender right on his tail. If the other guy coming up from the secondary doesn't blast him first. Wide open. Can't complete it. Wide open. Oh, my God. It was the the most egregious wide open ever. The all-time most egregious wide open. All-time bad wide open. I wish you had recorded it. He did. I, yeah, I'm just not, you know. That you don't want to just, you, you and I are, this is our safe space where we can talk about some of this stuff. I mean, you go on Twitter with it and, you know, it could just be a whole scene, right? Well, I don't know about that. It just was, you know, too much work to actually pause oh, okay. and okay. get my phone out. Like, I, I wasn't worried about <laughs> blowback necessarily. Okay. Buck did have a really, did you, did you hear about the line he had about Drew Locke? No. First, maybe first punt of the game is Seattle punting fourth and two from, I don't know, the 38 maybe, their own 38. And as the punt is about, as the snap is about to be uh, go off for the punt, he says, analytics here tells you to go for it, but that doesn't really take into account Drew Locke. Ooh. <laughs> like, Ooh. Whoa. What kind of a haymaker was that? Poor Drew Locke. Yeah. Good win for the guy, too. I guess he showed him. Yeah, right. He showed him. <laughs> wow, that's that's harsh. Yeah, that is aggressive for, like, the network broadcast, right? Yeah. I, I, definitely, definitely. Ross Tucker, After Sports. Mike Schoep and the Bulldogs, Sabres Blue Jackets tonight on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.